can't believe it's the end of September. It's even a cool day. That always means that fall is on the way. And for 35 years, almost 40 years, the end of August always meant for me the beginning of the school year and my teaching. For a long time, I used to think in terms of a traditional way of teaching. I would organize my lessons, I would organize my groups, I would organize my daybook and my, my um, lesson plan book, and I would spend all kinds of time trying to organize things so that the beginning of school would go well. That's a long time in the past. Today, I know you're thinking about your children getting ready for school and what it's going to mean in terms of how long will they be in school? Will they manage to survive the pandemic? Will they have to go home right away? How am I going to teach them? What am I going to do if I have to worry about them? I can appreciate how difficult it must be because I was there at one time too. I wasn't in, I didn't have to teach my kids at home, but I had to teach somebody else's kids at school. And I spent so much time trying to organize my lesson plans and thinking about what I wanted to tell my students to do and how to do it. When I became a consultant, I realized that that was the wrong way to go about organizing a classroom. It took me a long time, but eventually I came to understand what it meant to really be a teacher. Because of all of the research that we've done on, on how we learn because of the desire to to be uh, to extend our knowledge about um, artificial intelligence and brain how to, how the brain learns so that we can use that information on how the computer learns computer learns create robots and that kind of thing we now know that what we really are doing in school is trying to help our students, our children, understand concepts and how to enlarge those concepts. We can't do that by being the sage on the stage. had to do and how they had to do it and hoping that everybody would understand. When we look at a group of students today, we know that they're, each one of them, very different in terms of what interests them and how they go about learning. No two children in a classroom are exactly the same. But what we do know is that we have to help all of them try to learn something. So now we know what it means to teach really means to be a guide on the side, to help our children 
find their way to learn new things. In today's world, with so much computer technology, it becomes so much easier to be a guide on the side. And for you, as for you, as for you, as for you, as for care, 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 or the school's been closed down because there's too much COVID-19 in the community, and you're back at home trying to figure out, how do I keep these kids occupied? You start with what your kid is like and what your child is interested in. Is the child interested in music? There's nothing wrong with that. If your child is interested in music and has interest in a particular singer or group, let them do research. Tell them, look up information for me and tell me all about this group. Who are they? What are they? Where do they come from? How old are they? What are the things that led them to become a group? How did they get together? And let the, your child spend time doing the research and gathering the, the, inf the information for you. If your child doesn't know how to, isn't very good rather, at writing, then tell your child to tell you. Answer your questions and give, give you a report orally, verbally. Okay, I'm listening. Tell me what you found out. The same thing applies for sports. Is your child motivated, your son or your daughter, motivate, motivated by a particular sport? Roller skating or ice skating or hockey or basketball. Let's take basketball for an example. So let's say your son or your daughter is really interested in basketball. So ask them some questions. Make up some questions and ask them to look for the answers and then get back to you. Show them how they have to take a piece of paper and put the paper on their desk so they can write the answers. And you can work with your child and create the questions. Okay, so let's talk about basketball. Who created basketball? Where was the basketball game first played? What would, sorry, what were the rules? Have they changed between then and now? Were the athletes trained back then? Were there teams? Was there a league? Did they wear special clothing? Did they play basketball in a special court? What are the measurements of the court? You can think of all the questions. You only need to think of the questions. You do not need to know the answers. Nobody knows all the answers. You only need to know the questions to help your child think about what they're going to look for. And then say, okay, you've got those questions. Let's 
go and look for them. Sit in front of the computer or go to the library. It's possible. Go to the library and do some research. But let's say they sit in front of the computer and then they come running to you. I can't find an answer to this question. So how are you looking for it? What words are you looking for? Can we change the words you look for? Are there other ways to look for the same answers? You don't need to be an expert. You don't need to know anything about what they're interested in. All you know is how to be a guide on the side. I bet many of you take your kids to sports games to practices and it'd be hockey or volleyball or swimming or any number of sports. You sure know how to tell them how to put on their equipment and how to play and how they should be looking. You become very good at those kinds of things. So use the same skills to help them formulate their questions. And before you know it, what your child is doing is problem-based learning. They're, they're presented with the problem and they have to go and look for the answers. And then they have to report those answers some way to you, whether that's a PowerPoint presentation or a written report or a question and answer or a, a video that they make. There are so many different ways to tell somebody the answers to the questions they've had. Kids can have lots of fun coming up with ways to tell you the answers, drawing, creating models. Let them tell you how they want to report. Problem-based learning is how we begin as the guide on the side. What are the questions? Where do we go looking for the answers? And how do we report the answers we found, the information we found? And then those answers and those that research opens up the doors to more questions. A good teacher today doesn't begin with something in their head that they set in front of a student and they say, now here's what I want you to look for. A good teacher today looks at the child in front of them and says, what are we interested in and what should we do about it? When you use problem-based learning, you help the child formulate questions, figure out where to look, figure out how to look, and then figure out how to report back. And all the time, they're learning. And then if they have a question about the process or the finished product, they come to you and they say, I need, I'm looking for and can't find, how do I go about and then together you're solving problems and you're learning. It's as simple as that. Trust me.
All you need to do is play parent. Your child is curious. Your child has questions. You help that child find the answers to those questions. It doesn't matter what the subject, whether it's math or language arts or science or music or social studies. Maybe they come to you because they saw something on the news. There was a hurricane in Louisiana. What's a hurricane? Where does it come from? How strong can a hurricane be? Why does a hurricane cause so much damage? And so on. Take the questions that your child has. Help your child formulate questions and then help your child figure out how to find the answers and then they're learning. All you have to do is be a guy